Hi there, this is John from the FreeGiftFromGod.com podcast. Today I'm continuing on in this third and final session looking at the Word of God. Today what I want to focus on is why we must listen to the Word of God. In this third session, speaking about the powerful words of God in the Bible, we'll look at the importance of listening to the words of the Lord. We'll also see how these words become a weapon for defeating the devil and his attacks upon the people of God. But it's a weapon that we must work at to be able to arm the spirit, to be able to wield the weapon in our defence. And finally, we will see why the words of God have been so powerful and will continue to be forever. So my aims today are to show the importance of listening to the words of the Lord and applying them in our lives. I'll look at the words and the necessity to be immersed in the word through study so we can arm the Holy Spirit to fight on our behalf. And finally, we'll see why these words have lasted for millennia and will continue to do so. So the first scripture I want to look at is in Luke chapter 6, verse 46. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I tell you? Everyone who comes to me and hears my words and does them, I'll show you what he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation upon rock. And when a flood arose, the stream broke against that house and could not shake it because it had been well built. But he who hears and does not do them is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation, against which the stream broke and immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. There's a very valuable lesson in these words. First up in the first verse, it says, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I tell you? So the first thing we see here is people were not listening to his words. On the day of judgment, we know there'll be people who come to the Lord and stand before the judgment seat, and they'll say things like, Lord, we did great, mighty works in your name. We prophesied in your name. We cast out demons in your name. And he's going to say, depart from me, for I never knew you. And it's because they didn't listen. If they had to listen, they would have learned that what the Lord is looking for is he's looking for people to learn righteousness, to learn obedience, and to learn especially how to walk in love as he walked in love. So the first problem we see here in this scripture is when he says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I tell you? It's people who are giving him lip service. They're saying, yes, you're my Lord. Yes, Jesus, you're my Lord. And then after they leave, they go and do whatever they want. They're not doing what the Lord told them to do. They're not being Christians 24-7. They're coming to him and they're saying, yes, you're my Lord, but they're not acting in a manner that, that uh, would suggest that they actually believe that. But it goes on. It says, everyone who comes to me and hears my words and does them, I will show you what he is like. Now, there's a couple of things there. Firstly, these are people who have heard the word of the Lord. And secondly, they are the people who are doing those words. Now, that means to take those words in, to apply them to their lives, to apply them to how they live, and to live by his words. And he says, I'll show you what he's like. He's like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation upon rock. And when a flood arose, the stream broke against that house and could not shake it because it had been well built. Now, this is a great picture that I always keep in my mind about this. Because you think about it, the house has been dug deep. The foundations go right down deep until they hit bedrock. 
Um, and just to give you a quick story, my father was a builder. And uh, when I was younger, he used to every now and again call me out to help him lay out the foundations for the houses that he was building. There was one house in particular where it was built on what used to be an old and ancient riverbed. And to lay the foundations, to do it properly, we had to dig down something like 20 feet plus, more than 20 feet, to get down onto the bedrock so that we could lay the foundations on the rock. And in fact, he said there was probably more concrete under the ground than what there were bricks above the ground. So we dug this deep foundation and laid it there because when it rained, if, it, if they got a significantly heavy rain, rain still flooded down where that uh, old river course used to be. So it was prone to flooding that particular area. And, and if we hadn't have dug that deep foundation, well, the house would have just been destroyed in the heavy floods that came through. But the picture that we get out of this scripture, it says, when a flood arose, the stream broke against that house. So what happened is the stream hit it with all this force. And these floods it's talking about it here, all of the things like the storms of life, all of the things that come to attack us and oppress us and tempt us and all of the problems that come up against us just living in this evil world. But all of these things, they come and they bash against this house. But because it's got a deep foundation, it's founded on the rock, which is Jesus Christ, the stream breaks and it parts and goes around the house. And the house is unmoved because it's solid. Its foundation is on the rock. But then we see there's others. Verse 49. But he who hears and does not do them, hears the words of the Lord but doesn't, doesn't follow up on them, is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation, against which the stream broke, and immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. Why? Because they didn't have a foundation. They weren't founded on the Lord. It's like people having their faith in the things of this world. I mean, today we have all of the problems of COVID-19. Who do we put our faith in? Do we put our faith in the government? No, they don't know what they're doing. Do we put our faith in institutions? No. In medical authorities, no, they may know certain things, but they don't know what the cause of this is. They know how they are hoping to stop it, but it might not work, and it might work. We don't know. But the Lord who knows everything and who can protect his people knows exactly what's going on. So we put our faith in him. Because the reality is, even if we get COVID-19, and even, even if we're one of the very, very, very fractional percent of the people who die from it, well, we go to be with the Lord because he will call his people to him. And he knows how to protect his people. So those who hear the word and don't do them, they're the ones that he's talking about there back in verse 46. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I tell you? They're not listening to the words of God. They're not listening to the words that are written in the Bible. And I shudder to say it, but there were some statistics taking, uh, taken a number of years ago by um, the Barna Group or Pew Research Group, I can't remember which one, I think it was Barna, on Bible readership. And what they discovered was that 12% of people who call themselves Christians have never opened the Bible. 12%. That's a big number. That's more than one in 10. 12%. And of those people, 48% in total, so basically half of the people, you know, five out of 10, only read the Bible maybe once a month or less. Once a month or less. And that included the 12% who have never read it. 
So half the people in the world are not versed in what the Bible written. Half the people, sorry, who call themselves Christians in the world are not well versed in the words of the Bible. They just don't read it. They just don't read it. So what the Lord is saying here is, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I tell you? Well, what he's telling us is what's written in the Bible, and he tells us in the Bible to study his words. God the Father said at the Transfiguration, listen to him. How are we going to listen to the words of Jesus today? We read them in the Bible because these are his words. These are the words of the Son of God who was the Word in his life prior to becoming Jesus on this earth. The next scripture I'm going to go over into is in Ephesians 6 verse 13, we read these words. Therefore, take the whole armour of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand, therefore, having girded your loins with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the equipment of the gospel of peace. Besides all these, taking the shield of faith, with which you can quench all the flaming darts of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. Now, when we look at all of these things here, he's talking about taking the whole arm of God. We see that we are girding our loins with truth, putting on the breastplate of righteousness, shotting your feet with the equipment of the gospel of peace. Now, all of these things are about words and faith, of course, but they're about learning about these things. We learn about them in the words that are written in the Bible. We need to immerse ourselves in the word to be able to find the armour of God and to then be able to put it on. We need to be so immersed in it that we have access to all of these things and we wear these things to protect ourselves but the interesting one here is in verse 17 where it says, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now, I know there are some people who think that the sword is the spirit. That's not what the scripture is telling us. The sword is the word of God. Where is the word of God? It's all contained in the Bible. We need to take those words. We need to learn them, immerse ourselves in them, understand them, take them into ourselves, learn them so deeply that they are part of us. And by doing that, we are actually creating the sword within us that we give to the Spirit to be able to fight on our behalf. This is what it is. We are arming the Spirit with the sword when we study and learn and understand and take in and remember all of the words that are written in the Bible. That's how we give the sword of the Spirit to the Spirit. The final scripture I want to look at is in First uh, Peter, and I'm going to read First uh, Peter chapter one from verse twenty-three. You have been born anew, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and abiding word of God. For all flesh is like grass, and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers and the flower falls, but the word of the Lord abides forever. That word is the good news which was preached to you. And here, once again, we see the power of the word of the Lord. Firstly, in verse 23, it says you've been born anew, not of perishable seed, but imperishable, through the living and abiding word of God. It's by the word of God that we have been born anew. The word of God has washed us through and washed over us, and it has given us rebirth because we've learnt about what 
this rebirth is, how to be born anew in the Word, and it's the Word that continues to help us to grow. It takes us from being babes in Christ to being mature in Christ through the living and abiding Word of God. The next thing we see is in verse 25, where it talks about the Word of the Lord abides forever. The Word of the Lord abides forever. It's eternal. This word has been around for thousands of years. Old Testament goes back, I don't know, 4,000 years, 5,000 years. I'm not sure how old it is. Certainly the words of the New Testament, we know, uh, began in the time of Jesus, and that's 2,000 years old. This is the oldest book in civilization, and it's still as relevant today, and it's still the best-selling book in the world, the Bible. And the reason why is because it is the word of God. And it says, the word of the Lord abides forever. It lasts forever. It's eternal. This is the eternal word of Christ. Why? Because it's the word of God. And that word, this word that abides forever, is the good news of the gospel that was preached to us and that we have received through the message of, the, of Jesus and of the apostles and disciples of the early church. So consider the importance of listening to the words of of Jesus and applying them in your life so that you can have a solid foundation built on the rock of Jesus. Also, consider that by immersing yourself in God's word, you are giving a most powerful weapon to the Holy Spirit within you to fight on your behalf as we wage war in the spiritual realms and against the heavenly hosts of wickedness. And know also that this word cannot be defeated. It can't be defeated because it's eternal and it abides forever. As a prayer point now, ask the Lord to help you understand and grow in his words. Ask him to bless your studies with insight and understanding so that you can recall his words when they're needed, when you're tempted and tested, and that the Holy Spirit will help you as you fight the good fight. So in closing, that's it for this session. Once more, let me encourage and urge you to find the time to study God's word and to listen to Jesus as the Father instructed us. And so until next time, this is John from the freegiftfromgod.com podcast signing off and hoping you have a great week ahead by keeping your mind and your thoughts centred on the word who is Jesus Christ. God bless. Oh, 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 oh